I, I, I use this metaphor way too much. I use it for everything. I just love it so much. It was something that um, my one of my writing teachers uh, said, and it's about it's about writing and just getting on with it and just getting stuff out there. Um, not necessarily showing it to anyone, but just putting pen to paper and writing something. And and she calls it getting clay on the wheel. And I just think it applies to everything. You can't you can't make anything if you don't put anything out. You can't you can't you need something to work with. So if you're holding everything in and you're holding everything back and you're stopping yourself before you've even written a line on the page. You're just then nothing's ever going to happen, um, and like and that's fine. But if you do want to make something, if you do want to make a shape, or um, get get a bit messy, you have to get some clay on the wheel, and it, it's just clay. It doesn't have to be formed yet. Hi, I'm Carlos, co-founder of the Happy Startup School and welcome to our Happy Startup Community Podcast. Along this journey of building the Happy Startup School, I've had the privilege of meeting amazing people from around the world. Whether it was across a banqueting table at our summer camp festival, or sat at a beach cafe in Goa during one of our retreats, each of them had fascinating stories to tell and interesting ideas to share that have changed how I look at business and life. This podcast is my effort to share these conversations with you and to open up your horizons to new perspectives and ways of viewing the world. I hope that they become a source of inspiration, learning and connection. Enjoy. So before we kick off with this episode, uh, I just wanted to let you know that on the 26th, 26th of October, we are running a free all-day event called Lightbulb to Launch, Idea to Action. And it's for anyone who is trying to kick off a new idea, a new business, and is getting is drowning in the overwhelm and just going round and round in circles with the idea. Uh, you're looking for motivation, inspiration, and learning around the tools and the techniques to getting your idea off the ground. But you're also looking for a network of people to support you and people to inspire you. So if that's something that resonates for you and you believe in our way of doing business, then join us at General Assembly in London on the 26th of October. And the link to apply to be one of the 150 entrepreneurs that we'll be taking through uh, this journey, go to a happy.link forward slash lightbulb to launch, all one word. Hope to see you there. So to begin with, I'd like to apologize for the really poor audio quality of my voice on this podcast. For some reason, my beautiful Yeti mic went crazy uh, and I don't know, I, I didn't know how to fix it. So I might sound a bit um, muffly, or, but Sophie sounds a lot better. Uh, on this episode, I'm talking to Sophie Devlin. Uh, she has been working for, with us for three years, supporting all the work that we do around the online community, getting the word out at the Happy Startup School, but more specifically on our retreats and our signature event, Summer Camp. She has been the, the driving engine been making sure that everything works at that event. Uh, on this episode, we talk about her journey of working with us over the past three years and what's that meant, how she felt at the beginning, what, how she feels now, and the things that she's learned along the way. Um, she's now off to Pastures New, actually onto a new adventure. And so this was an opportune moment to kind of reflect on what it's been like to be a member of the Happy Startup School team. I hope you enjoy this episode. How are you feeling? Yeah, I'm okay. A bit spaced out still, I think. Early morning, late night? No. Just early life? General space. This is... I'm in space right now. It's it's super odd. I um yeah I I as you know I'm mostly doing well. I'm only doing copywriting right now. Um, but my my uh the person who gives me all my copywriting um is on holiday at the moment. So there's there's no nothing to do right now, and that's that's fine. Um, but yeah, I'm sort of drifting. Freedom. Yeah. <laughs> Totally. And I'm like, mm. well, basically what's happening is I'm making a lot of like complicated food. <laughs> of 
Yeah. And is that, is that like uh, um, with a, a purpose to learn how to do complicated food or? No, not really. No, just like, oh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try this. Like, I'm going to make broth from scratch and uh, like a whole batch of, because, you know, vegan, vegan cooking can be really complicated if you, if you dive into it. And, uh, and I'm diving in because I just have time. I have time to walk to the cheap shops and, um, <laughs> and I have time to um, spend a few hours boiling up a broth. <laughs> it sounds like, I'm sure for a lot of people, that sounds like heaven. I know, I know. It is, it is pretty nice. But you sort of, you finish the day a bit like, ah. <laughs> what? Okay. What have I done? What have I achieved? What have I done? I'm you are definitely in a space of being, it sounds like. Totally in the space of being and really uncomfortable. <laughs> Open-ended and, and, and multiple opportunities. Exactly. It's like, oh, well, you know, you have time to do this now. And I'm like, whoa. Okay. Are you off travelling? Hmm? Are you going to go off travelling somewhere? Yes, in January. So, yeah, got the next couple months to, like, pack down my life in Brighton um and then zoom off and this is and tibet is that right nepal yeah. nepal sorry wow <laughs> that's exciting it's really exciting it, again it doesn't it really doesn't feel real i'm having a phone call with the i'm so i'm hopefully going out there to do a job um mm. which because i'm going on my own um will be a bit nicer to have like somewhere to go um mm and something to do and um, having a call with the person who will uh, sort of be hiring me in November mm. to plan everything. So nothing is, nothing is booked yet. So I'm not merrily telling everybody that I'm going, but like, I don't have a ticket and nothing's at set in stone and um, just waiting for that bit now. So it's like, it, it feels real ish, but it yeah. doesn't really feel real. Again, that feeling of space, Freedom uh, and what is it, Max's word? Liminalness. Liminalness, mega liminalness. I'm in the liminal place. <laughs> so um, I thought it'd be, I thought it'd be nice to have a chat with you. Um, firstly, because you've been, you know, you're, you're you've been with us for was it three years now? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, and now you're you're off on your own little journey and adventure. I think those three years has been a little of a journey and adventure as well. Mm. Um, I'm also thinking there's this, I've been to, uh, I'm, I'm hoping to do a podcast with Johnny Miller and, and the, the idea of the podcast behind, or the kind of the, the theme is the idea of the pathless path mm. and this exploring, uh, basically exploring for exploring sake to a certain level, but exploring to try and find an authentic path rather than following something that's carved out for you. Right. And, and what I'm kind of, back of my mind, who I'm speaking, or who I hope we're going to speak to, uh, are people, you know, maybe people at a similar stage to you or was at a similar stage to you, just starting out on a career journey in inverted commas, whatever that means these days, mm. and really not knowing where that could lead them or, and I don't even have to think about that. Mm. Like you're saying, you know, there's a lot of freedom in, in just having lots of opportunity, but that can be disconcerting and, and a bit scary. And so I'm curious to get your perspective on um, what you've learned about that idea or that journey, given the people you've met by being part of the Happy Startup School. Mm. And maybe starting by grounding it from... Um, you know where, how you discovered us and where you were at at that point, and and maybe remembering what it felt like, uh, and and what thoughts were going through your mind in terms of next steps. Yeah, I mean, I've been thinking about that quite a lot recently, obviously because everything has kind of come around again, like full circle. It feels like, um, you know, the the beginning and the end of my time in in Brighton. There are lots of parallels, um, as there often are, right, in places because you pack everything down slowly and you build everything up slowly. So I, um, I've been thinking a lot about when I first came to 
the happy startup school and where I was at and what I what I thought and I was kind of I was I was I was in a, in that exploring space and I had no idea like what kind of work I wanted to do which was making it really hard to get a job because <laughs> <laughs> I didn't really even know where to look or who to ask and what to say about myself like I was finding it really hard to say anything about myself um I was working as a receptionist one day a week um and that was um my only experience of the digital marketing kind of world which maybe that that's not a comfortable space for you guys to sit in but back then I think it was where you sat um more than you do now um and and I knew that I knew from university and I knew from my like life that I could write and I could put words together. So I didn't have anything else to do on those one days a week when I was a receptionist. So I just said, if anybody needs any writing or proofreading done, I can do that. I'm doing it for free. Like I don't, I don't know. I'm not doing anything else. Like just give me something to do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, uh, and they did obviously, cause they were all sick of proofreading each other's copy. Um, and, um, and they and they started sending all this work down, and uh, and I started doing it and sending it back up, and I got quite nice feedback about it. And then, and then, I guess it must have been January, two thousand and seventeen. No. Hmm. Hmm. Well, gosh, if you're going to start thinking about dates. <laughs> I'm trying to think. Yeah, I think it must be around that time. Let's think. I always kind of like uh, a um, a milestone in time is like, uh, how best to describe that traumatic experience? (laughs) (laughs) Summergate. (laughs) (laughs) At least two two years before Summergate. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. So that's how we're going to, I'm not sure if I, (laughs) I'm not sure if I want that to be. I mean, (laughs) Nothing went wrong, right? Like everything, no. everything came together without a hitch. <laughs> it was, it was all, you know, it was all unseen. It was all the swans' legs under the water. So nothing, nothing happened, Carlos. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's beautiful when you can look back on things and say, "I survived." I survived. That was fine. I survived, and and you know, it was all right. <laughs> But kind of rewinding to that, so that period you're you're kind of doing a bit of copywriting. You're kind of you know not hundred percent sure what you want to do. Yeah, uh, as I hear you, you know, you're a receptionist. You know, I've got something. I've got a job making some money. You know, it's, but still trying to figure out right where where do I take this journey? What can you remember exactly what was going through your mind in terms of what you think you had to do and mm. what you think you wanted to do? Yeah, well, it was it was really conflicting, right? Because I was in quite a, a sort of a well, I mean, not not by a lot of people's standards, but certainly um, it felt for me at the time I was in quite a desperate scenario. Like um, I've been living in Brighton for a, a few months um, with my then boyfriend, and um, couldn't find a job, and was going from little flat to little flat. Um, with you know tenancies ending or people chucking us out or or you know they were and they were all these tiny little box studio places because it was kind of all we could um, scrape together to afford um, and it felt like Brighton didn't want me um, and I've, I've spoken to a few other people who moved to a new city and can't get a job and it's it's really a, a, a strong feeling of being rejected by a place. And everyone else in that place seems to be so sorted and welcome and thriving there. And in Brighton, I think that that can definitely feel like the case because everybody's so fancy and they're just going out for brunch all the time and they look fantastic. And like, you know, they're just, there's this whole kind of um, beautiful, like young uh, professional scene here. Um, And there's a whole kind of ecosystem of, pubs and bars and uh, brunch places to cater to those people and everything's 15 pounds and you can't go <laughs> unless you're one of them um and I felt like I, I yeah I felt like I really wanted to be one and I had no idea how to get in um mm. uh, how to like get through that door and I and there was there was part of me that was a bit suspicious of it obviously I'm quite 
um, cynical and grumpy sometimes about um, that kind of thing. But I still was craving it like crazy because I felt so much less than everybody else in this in the in the place I was living. Um, mm. So I sort of was like, okay, well, in the in the absence of any other um, ambition, <laughs> I'll just I'll just go for what they've got. Um, mm and 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 see how that feels and see if it's even possible for me um i'll give that a try and that was really what was in my mind when i started pushing for things at that digital marketing agency i was like I'm, i've got this little like elbow in the door and it, it's the only thing i have going for me right now so i'm just going to use it i'm just going to see what happens if i try and make that gap wider um it reminds you when you're talking um when i was working in london um, many many years ago, in a uh, web design agency, and it was that at the time it was the kind of the new media darling world, mm. where everyone was looking quite cool and funky, mm-hmm. and, you know, having lattes and and going to beautiful restaurants and and prancing around Soho, <laughs> looking like they knew everything and everything was just for them, um, and that on one hand feeling like, oh, I want to be one of them, but at the same time thinking, is that really got a strong foundation? Yeah, you can sort of, even as you're craving it, you're sort of like, oh, I'm not sure if that'll make me happy. Like, you know, I was, I was, I was working um, in this, in this agency around Christmas, right? So I, I processed everybody's online shopping and there was so much. So I was just drowning under like ASOS packages and Amazon boxes and like, you know, just symbols of other people's things that they have and things that I would never have and like going up to their desks and delivering to them, you know, the things that they could afford to buy and then not really want and return. And like, I just, yeah, I was so um, in awe of their lifestyles um, and, and the kind of the abundance of things that seem to be there. You mentioned like in absence of any kind of strong ambition. Mm. Was there anything though that you know you were thinking? Oh, I, if only, or it'd be amazing if. What was the first part of that question? Sorry, I didn't hear it. No, in terms of like um, you, you mentioned uh, in absence of any ambition, you were just going to follow this path, and you know this is this is what was happening in Brighton, that this is the kind of the direction you could go in terms of following that crowd in inverted commas but then what had you had you had any thoughts of what would have been an amazing job or thing to do Mm. uh, in absence of any other of these kind of external pointers of this is what you should do or could do well yeah I mean I had had this I'd come back from um eight months backpacking around New Zealand um earlier that that year with this notion that I was gonna um pop back into Brighton, pick up my boyfriend, um, and carry on to Nepal, which was another country on my um bucket list, um, and then come back from that and apply for a creative writing master's. I'd done a bit of writing, um, let myself do a bit of writing while I'd been backpacking and um something in, in, that's always been kind of running through my life as like a, a thing that I love doing. Um and um had been working hard to kind of own um, as, as something that I wanted to do because it was all, you know, kind of scrambled and messed up with like quite a low sense of self-worth and low confidence. And um, yeah, there was lots getting in my way with that. So I was like, when I came back from New Zealand, I was feeling really confident um, and then had this like long winter of the soul in Brighton. <laughs> <laughs> wasn't feeling that confident anymore the boyfriend wasn't ready to go to Nepal in fact he didn't really care about doing that kind of thing he wanted to stay in Brighton um and that that plan just sort of died before it could be born so mm. that was that was what I came back with that was what I thought I wanted to do and then um and then yeah being a being a grown-up in a in a in a city was was harder than I thought it would be and uh we kind of got stuck um yeah so so the, the, it sounds like there was a clear plan on the way back you had like all right this is what i'd like to do and then then for one reason or another 
it wasn't possible to follow through and at the time yeah and I think now uh, I really wasn't ready um like I I hadn't I had never shared work with people I had never written a, a portfolio or or you know I just was so it was so vague it just seemed like and I think this happens a lot with um going back to uni it just seemed like an uh a, a convenient sort of label to put on a period of time in my life so I wouldn't feel like I was drifting <laughs> mm. you know oh I'm fine I'm, I'm doing I'm doing the masters and mm-hmm. um but actually like the, the 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 amount of work that I had done like the amount of writing that I had under my belt at that point was just so tiny and my confidence was so non-existent and still vaguely traumatized by the idea of anybody reading my work um that it would have been crazy to apply for that thing. <laughs> but I was like, yeah, 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 I'll do that. That's 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 sensible. That that'll make me seem like I'm doing something. And so here, and then because of this, uh, yeah, various circumstances, then then you had you had to perform a little bit of a pivot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and during that pivot, you found us. Yeah, lucky lucky girl and um, yeah well and uh, i think i'm i'm curious so this for me is like um uh yeah just find the following that journey now of um i can't remember what happened how did you first hear about what we were doing well so this is this is taking it back to the january after i drowned in everybody's online shopping <laughs> <laughs> um when uh, a job opened up with with you guys, and the the agency I was working for knew about it. And some of the people at the agency I was working for were kind of got behind me, and they were like, "You should try this. You should try for this." And I was like, "Well, I don't have any experience doing anything like anything like that. I don't even really understand what that is." Um, they were like, "Yeah, yeah, but just you know, we'll 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 say that you know you've done writing for us, and we can vouch for that." And um, you know, it sounds cool and you should do it. And I was like, okay. So I I came along for a chat with Lawrence, which I I I only remember I, I like yeah, I don't really remember what I said or what happened. All I remember is I left certain that I'd messed it up. Like I was like, no way. Like, okay, fine. I just I was so self-deprecating <laughs> in this what turned out to be an interview. Um, you know, because of course it was an interview, but in my head I was like, it's a chat, I can just chat. So I just chatted about how I didn't think I was good at anything. Um and and then left New England House like, yeah, well that's okay, cool. That was my one op- like opportunity to kind of have something that's actually a you know, a real job. And uh um I fumbled it. Great, cool, great, 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 great. And um went back, uh spent the next couple of weeks um feeling really bad and trying to think what on earth I had no other idea I had no other ideas it was like that was that was the that was the the obvious thing to do next and then I thought I'd messed it up so I couldn't do it and um and then and then I think I think um Lawrence invited me to an ideas cafe which was called lean coffee back then um and I'd like to meet you and to and to get a kind of an idea of what you guys do. And and so I was like, okay, I'm not, not going to be fooled twice. This is a second interview. He's calling it come to Lean Coffee, but this is a second interview. So I need to go and be, um, you know, bright and confident and um, capable somehow in this context that I've never heard of. Um, and as for some reason, somebody was filming um that ideas cafe because I've seen footage of me on that day and I always and I was really funny because I was so terrified and nervous and just full of dread and doubt because I really had never interviewed for anything before or um yeah like presented myself and I was in this real confidence low um around then and um, and so I knew that I was freaking out inside, but in all the footage, I'm like laughing and smiling. I'm like, it's it's creepy. Like I look, I look at myself, like, oh my god, this is, oh no, <laughs> you're, you're such a pretender. Look at you, like just being the chillest person ever and having a lovely morning. It's like, 
I was I was terrified. I thought I was messing it up. But I also I I remember that um that link copy and listening to um you you explain uh how it was gonna work and feeling really connected to the way that that it, it was going to function, that it was going to be um, self-organized. Like we were going to talk about what we wanted to talk about. There was no agenda like imposed on the group that we're discussing things. It was like emergent. And um, there was a quality to it that reminded me of um, some of the work that I've done with Forest School, um, which was just like a, whatever the opposite of a red flag is. <laughs> I guess the green, mm. green flag. <laughs> I was like, this feels like home in some way and um that was a really powerful feeling like running underneath all of my like self-doubt and freak out stuff um I was like yeah I think I could work like this I think I'd be excited to work like this and work with these people in this community um like you're speaking my language in some way um I really remember that feeling that's cool oh yeah, no, I, to, to be honest, I, you know, remembering that time is, yeah, I, I definitely don't rem- have any images or thoughts of you being freaked out or scared. <laughs> really kind of, you know, like you said, bubbly, open, friendly. Uh, and that's what I think, well, that's what attracted me to, to having you join the team. Mm. It felt like you, um, you got the ethos and you got the, I think the ethos seems too strong a word. It's just got the vibe. Mm. It just felt like, yeah, it's like, okay, she's she's one of us. And it felt like that from the beginning. Yeah. And then, um, so yeah, and then you started with us. And I'm, I'm curious to get an understanding of what that felt like and what you were expecting to do. Uh, and yeah, and how that, what that experience was for you in trying to n- navigate being part of the happy startup school Mm. well yeah I mean at at the time the only uh, full-time job I'd ever had before the the happy startup school was um being a being a cook in a pub um which was very much you know like you're you're paid for every hour and every hour has to be full of producing something and it's quite solid what you produce. It's food. You give it to people and they eat it and then you get money for it. So it's like, it was, it's all very concrete and, um, and you know, you, 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 you're running around, you're using your body. And so then suddenly I was in front of the computer, um, tweeting for a company. Um, and, and then it's lunchtime and I was just kind of like, what? what is going on like I yeah no I was really like just like spaced out yeah the whole the whole first few months just trying to figure out like how I could what like value I was bringing you know um Mm. and that was definitely a theme of like my first year just trying to figure out what I was there to do what I was there for because you know I wasn't um that you know social media savvy um I wasn't like crazy into marketing with loads of ideas and stuff. I was very much just learning and showing up um, and and get, getting becoming fine with that. And the idea that you guys were fine with that um, was a big learning curve for me. Um, I remember uh, Lawrence and you saying, um, we're just going to, you know, just do lots of different kinds of work and, you know, while we're getting started and we'll see what sticks. <laughs> and um and it turned out to be copywriting which wasn't a big surprise um and an events which which was a surprise to me then <laughs> <laughs> yeah that out uh, student summer camp became the part of the job that um really lit my fire i guess nice. so it's interesting there that whole beginning period and given how we started this conversation, there's a period of uh, liminality, freedom, kind of there wasn't a fixed set of instructions or structure that you were supposed to follow, and that wasn't particularly comfortable. It was. It. I. I don't remember being uncomfortable because I would okay. have. I was. I was in. I was inside, and mm. I think that was mostly the feeling that I had. You know, I had a job. 
I went to a place where people were and we sat down and I did what they said. You know, that there was that there was that kind of um security and stability in place where suddenly I felt like the world wasn't spinning quite so fast anymore. Um where it had been um before. So um yeah. I think I think it was it was still quite structured. Um it was more structured it, it, the work day was more structured back then than it than it has been in the in the years since. I think it's like we've become more of like an autonomous team and the work that the Happy Startup School does and what it is has, has changed. Um but back then there was, you know, there was a physical space that, you know, mm-hmm. if in doubt I could just go and wash some cups or <laughs> <laughs> you know um like if I needed to feel like I was you know adding um and I couldn't think right then of a, of a, of a social media campaign because I didn't really know what that was um <laughs> <laughs> well I think that's kind of uh, you know it's a learning journey for ourselves or myself and Lawrence because you know, we you know, what we were driven by with with bringing people on was less about just filling a role it's also finding people who kind of got what we did and then working out where they best performed or best got got their energy yeah. and then essentially that whole what some people might see as a cliche these days is like you know defining your own role but for us it it was very much about trying to see how we could find you know help people find their own place and see how that then emerged as something that was useful and valuable to the, to the business. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I, th- I definitely felt that. And I really, I really connected with the facilitation and the coaching work as well. It's not something I ever especially um, chased, but I do remember um, in those first few months, you know, paying a lot of attention to the way you guys coached people or like, spoke with them or um, gave advice and, um, sort of caught you know copied it and was like you know my friends were like uh I don't I don't like my job um or like oh I don't know I want to find something um else I'd be like what do you love doing <laughs> 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 I actually know all about this now <laughs> oh, and so yeah this whole space holding mm-hmm. became well this it's taken much more of a uh I think it's it's been much more a part of what we do these days and 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 that's translated very much in terms of events that we run mm. and we host. So it sounds like that's where you you and I'm guessing from my perspective of unknowing you your experience of forest school and and uh so is it forest school has it got forest forest school camps yeah. Forest school camp and that I mean, being in the outdoors, adventure, but also holding space and facilitating or managing people in a certain, actually managing is the wrong word. But I felt there was a there was an overlap there in terms of the events we created and your experience. Yeah, definitely, definitely. And and like I said, it felt like we were speaking the same language um, on on that from quite an early stage, and that and that helped me really um, find a find a foothold, like. Um, the when we went, when we went to altitude um or when we when we did summer camp i remember the first summer camp feeling um used up in such a good way like i was physically exhausted and mentally like ticking you know i had a lot of information in my head because we'd been organizing it all year and there and then there we were in the field like making it happen it was all standing up and happening and the spreadsheets, you know, were coming to life. And um, and I remember feeling like plugged into everything in the way you do when you do work that makes sense to you. Um, mm. And that, um, yeah, I was I was at my max um, for that for that time. So would you say the work felt meaningful? Yeah, definitely, definitely. Because of the people that we get to work with and um and the and the effect that you get to see like events like summer camp and altitude having on on people as they're happening and the kind of mm-hmm. energy that gets created um you know live 
when you're there, <laughs> you're like, oh, this feels great. We've made a great thing. Cool. I, I, I'm particularly interested in that old idea of work being meaningful because I'm doing this course at the moment on a, on a framework called the Map of Meaning. And they talk about meaning in terms of four different areas, um, integrity, mm. unity, uh, achieving potential, and service. And so when I think of something, you know, your experience with summer camp, this is purely from the outside, there's definitely service to others. You know, you are creating space and you're organizing so people can have an amazing experience. I feel that there was a sense of unity. There's people there that you just really connected with and you you know, you know, had a sense of uh, being part of something and part of the whole. Uh, integrity, I feel that aligned with the you know what you've experienced and what you believe is holding a space and being in a, in a, having an experience with other people. Mm. And then potential in terms of you were learning. You were creating new skills and you're achieving something that you hadn't done before yeah totally and and i and i felt maxed out that was the feeling you know but in a really mm. good way like you're stretched yeah i was doing i was doing my best and, yeah. um and which is also a bit uncomfortable a bit uncomfortable i think because sometimes you don't want to you don't want to be doing your best you want to be doing your safest harder mm. Um, you want to feel competent yes exactly but nobody nobody could say that you you know you could if, if it doesn't go well you could always be like yeah well I wasn't I wasn't, my best. <laughs> I wasn't trying my heart hardest if I'd been trying my hardest then it would have been fine but like yeah I think um stepping out of that like safe um safest best and in, mm. into real best real hardest work um and I'm curious about that that being in that space because I think like you were saying there what I got from you there is like you know we we try to stay safe uh we don't we don't um we want we whether it's safe from criticism safe from failure safe from being seen to to you know um safe from feeling vulnerable but then being in that space that is beyond safety is where we kind of stretch ourselves and grow. Um, given your experience, what kind of, how would you communicate the the value of that to someone else who, and I, I you know, I'm, I'm speaking now to someone who might be listening to this, who think that's amazing. Sophie, she's incredible. She's been able to do this stuff. <laughs> uh, I'd never be able to do that. What would I say to somebody who feels that way? Yeah. What encouragement could you give? Or what, you know, from your own experience, I think you told a bit of the story there, but... Yeah, I think... Um, well, it, Because it's scary. It's scary, and, and it's it's just like you said, you know, I and, and one of the most powerful feelings that I've been kind of um, struggling with while I've been in Brighton is the feeling of my comfort zone getting smaller um, and my belief in my own capabilities getting smaller and... I think one really wonderful thing about this job has been that it, it has it has let me stretch my comfort zone in different ways. Um, but you can't stretch it, right, without having that scared feeling and that wobbly feeling. That's a sign that you're doing something new. That's a sign that you've stepped out of it. And, um, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I guess it's, it's, it's impossible, actually, to avoid that um, or, to, or to keep yourself safe from that. Um, if you want to have a, a life where you get bigger and you get more and you and and you, <laughs> you get better and wiser, <laughs> and we all want that, so it's kind of worth it's kind of worth the risk. And I think that's the interesting point for me. And you know, in terms of, is it worth the risk? <laughs> is the question I think. I, mean, I ask myself some a lot of the time, and I'm sure a lot of people do. Is like, you know, I could I could do that, but what what if the worst happened? Mm. Yeah, yeah, and I guess you have to get to a point where you where the the worst for you isn't doing it and it not going well, but the worst is never doing it. Oh, <laughs> you know, just staying still and safe and 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 longing and wishing and wondering. Mm. that after you know maybe a little while becomes 
you know, it becomes clear that that is the worst. <laughs> That's the worst thing that could happen is is um, living small and full of regret. You know, if 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 you don't have regret about it, then that's cool. Like you've 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 figured out that that doesn't matter to you and that's not important. But, um, yeah, you you just you just reach a point where it's it's not a choice anymore. Um, you 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 have to do something. You have to smash a little bit so that the so that the comfort zone gets bigger because the other option is just not an option. <laughs> <laughs> and also, when the, when the worst does happen. You can work it out. Oh God, yeah. <laughs> oh, it's fine. It'll be fine. It'll, it'll just keep ticking. Something else will happen. I mean, I I I use this metaphor way too much. I use it for everything. I just love it so much. It was something that um, my one of my writing teachers uh, said, and it's about it's about writing and just getting on with it and just getting stuff out there. Um, not necessarily showing it to anyone, but just putting pen to paper and writing something and and she calls it getting clay on the wheel and I just think it applies to everything you can't you can't make anything if you don't put anything out you can't you can't you need something to work with so if you're holding everything in and you're holding everything back and you're stopping yourself before you've even written a line on the page you just then nothing's ever going to happen um and like and that's fine but if you do want to make something if you do want to make a shape or um, get get a bit messy. You have to get some clay on the wheel, and it, it's just clay. It doesn't have to be formed yet. That's awesome. I always really love that. It just gets you going. I think I'm gonna have to steal that you one. Can have it. <laughs> <laughs> so you've um, you've definitely put a lot of clay on the wheel. <laughs> um, what? Given your time with us, what's stuck? What things have formed for you? What memories have you created? Oh, wow. Well, <laughs> I mean, I've, I've touched on Aptitude and Summer Camp already. But, like, yeah, the the kind of the, the power of <laughs> showing up. <laughs> I hate saying it, but <laughs> that is... Um, a huge thing and uh and being generous with yourself and your resources and your um just yeah just your whole self um regardless of whether what you think that self is worth and and what comes back to you if you do that you know like um the second altitude we did um I decided I was going to have a go at teaching people some campfire songs that's something I really love and um something that I I don't do unless I feel really uh, safe and at home in a group of people and um I thought it would be I just I, I just felt the, the the spirit moved me at the time to do it and people really responded to it and we had a really um a really lovely sing-song on top of a mountain I, I I'm there I even you mentioned that I can picture Seb <laughs> we did wild mountain time and it was great and we did a you know a few like old drinking songs and um and and I got to share with um you know people who were there for a you know an entrepreneurial retreat something that um that I love so deeply and always have since you know since I was a little kid and and see on their faces the reasons that I um love it so much the the feeling of just making sound and and old sound with your with your voice with uh, with other people against the kind of the dark of the night like ugh it's it is one of my favorite things in the whole world and um and I got to bring it to work you know that's mm. crazy <laughs> and it made such a great impact it was amazing it was it was really beautiful to be part of and then we did it again this this year and we had had the same um, feeling of just like um, gathering together with our voices. Um, yeah, it was it was just a joy. Um, and 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 I think that that was a big that was a big lesson for me about about um, showing up and offering what you what you love to the table and um, and seeing if anybody else wants to pick it up with you. Um, which goes right back right to that 
that first ideas cafe, then lean coffee of like, we're going to follow whatever there's energy for here. And I think that's, what's really special about, um, the work that the happy startup school does. And what has been special to me about my time there is this kind of like energy following that I don't think you get a lot of other places. Um, certainly not any of the other, um, startup scene places in Brighton that I knew about at the time. So I just feel really, really lucky to have been scooped up by this one. <laughs> and so, um, all right, here's a, here's a cheesy question. Mm. Uh, and maybe we've sort of answered it before, but maybe specifically for you, knowing what you know now, if you were able to spend like a couple of minutes with yourself then and take yourself aside and maybe whisper a couple of things into her ear, <laughs> is there anything that you'd, you'd want to tell them? Mm. Mm. I suppose... I could maybe get her to that epiphany a little faster. Just like, don't worry. <laughs> don't worry. Just keep showing up. Who you are is enough. You don't need to be doing all the work, all the different kinds of work that you think you should be doing right now. Um, just follow the energy. Because it's going to be really fun. <laughs> <laughs> And so, and now, given where you are now, now you're um, setting off on on a potentially another journey. You've got this broad horizon ahead of you. Um, actually, here is an exercise mm. or a thought. You're 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 you project yourself. You're going to bring back your yourself from five years from now. Mm. and they're going to whisper into your ear right now oh goodness <laughs> what do you think they would tell you you know probably the same thing <laughs> <laughs> babe don't worry god you're such a warrior it's going to be I mean I'm, we're still alive it's five years from now we're still alive we didn't die um, we didn't write any novels yet but um, it's all good man Things are going to be crazy and boring and life is going to carry on like it's always carried on. So just don't freak out so much and try and enjoy it. <laughs> no, I like it. I, I think this kind of speaks to the what we were saying before about the pathless path, I think, where um, there is a security and maybe more. There's a sense of security of, of all right, this is, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do this, and I'll get there and I'll be done. Um, but then if, if it isn't 100% clear yet what that is, then it's okay not knowing what's going to happen next. Yeah. I mean, it's always the, the visual that I've, that I've had in my head, I think, since coming back from New Zealand has been like, like uh, crossing a, a lake in, in fog. And you've got, like, you've got like no visibility, but you've got these stepping stones ahead of you. And mm -hmm. you can only see the next stepping stone and then you get onto that one and then you can see the next one and that's how it's felt you just have to you just have to get on the next stone and you can't you can't plan where where they're going to snake off and what direction they're going to go um because there's fog everywhere because <laughs> <laughs> it's foggy okay and you can't do anything about that mm. just get on the next stone <laughs> i'm full of metaphors this morning <laughs> oh no, it's lovely. And I think this is the thing. It's like we're maybe a lot of people are waiting for the frog to lift mm -hmm. before they actually take a step forward. And it goes back to your metaphor about putting clay, just putting some clay on the on the wheel. Is like if you stay there waiting for the frog to lift, it may never lift. Yeah. Well, I mean it almost definitely won't. And then you'll just be stuck on your same stone. Yeah. And the, and the, and and I, from what I've heard about and uh, what well, i know of your experience with us it's by taking those steps you you you'll potentially bump into other people yeah. <laughs> who are yeah, yeah. flat in the fog they loom up suddenly oh hey oh wow okay <laughs> yeah i guess there's enough room on the stone for, for two <laughs> and for me that's the beauty of this is that you will once you start bumping into more more people 
um, it feels less scary being in the fog because everyone's kind of like fumbling through it and you don't necessarily have to know exactly where you're going to go. Totally, yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Well, well, thanks a lot, hey, Sophie. Thank you. Me. Great chat. Yeah, no, it was lovely. And I, I, I'm loving the metaphors. <laughs> I think you have a way with words there that you can you can take further. Oh gosh, let's hope so. <laughs> Carve out that path. Mm. Lift that form. Stone by stone. We're just going forwards. Well, go forwards. <laughs> and so um while it's um well, it's not. It's not goodbye. It's see you around soon, really, isn't it? We, we you're gonna, you're gonna be still around, and while you're not necessarily working with the Happy Startup School, you'll be part. I hope of the community. Yeah, yeah. I feel, um, you know, you'll have me. I am. Um, I don't. I don't want to. I don't want to disappear. I mean, it's been. It's been a. It's been a really intense. Um, kind of crazy three years of you know all the people that I've met across our like community the idea of of having of you know of leaving this this office and leaving all those people behind as well just it feels impossible to me I, I can't do it I'll be I'll be emailing everybody from my personal email account please still talk to me <laughs> like you know I yeah I, I I feel like I can't unhook I hope I don't I hope I never have to unhook Awesome. Thank you very much, Sophie. Thanks, Carlos. Thanks for listening to this Happy Startup School podcast. We're on a mission to help purpose-driven entrepreneurs and individuals find more alignment between what they believe and the work they do. Because for us, happiness is when what you think, say and do are all aligned. Happiness isn't just a passive feeling but an active way of living, which isn't always easy, but when it's done right, can feel effortless. We're on a mission to help you find happiness by providing tools, courses and community that inspires you to follow the journey of building a happy startup. This will require finding out more about yourself, as well as learning about how to build a purposeful business. If you're excited by this, then please rate and subscribe to this podcast. You can do that on any of your preferred podcasting platforms, Please visit our website and sign up to our newsletter. The website is thehappystartupschool.com and also read articles from our blog and you can find them at ahappy.link forward slash read. One final thing is that on the 26th of October, um, we'll be running an event called Lightbulb to Launch. So if what we believe and what we're trying to do for startups resonates with you. If you have an idea that you're trying to get off the ground and you're kind of getting lost in the overwhelm and going around in circles, then this one-day event at General Assembly in London is just for you. Go to ahappy.link forward slash lightbulb to launch and apply to be one of the 150 entrepreneurs that will be guiding through this journey of building and launching a happy startup.